Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Hell, everyone. This is. Uh, did I say hell, everyone? Hell, everyone. <laughs> what the? Hello, everyone. I, I'm. I'm talking in in you know shorthand. Uh, it's probably because this weird dream last night where where I had this dream that everything was everybody was talking in like acronyms. <laughs> so anyway, it, uh, welcome to Treks and Sci-Fi, folks. This uh, this show is going to go out on the. 27th of November in a week from when we're recording it it'll be show 612 yeah 612 gosh Dude, I think I should just renumber start renumbering like comic books do and just re- <laughs> reboot and if you can hear some laughter there that's Jen Jen from the Anomaly podcast welcome Jen we're doing another Jen Rico show hey everyone so, Good to be here. Yes yeah, so I'm glad glad to glad to have you again uh, I really enjoyed our last Trek talk Trek Talk. That's a good Me name. Too. It's Me probably too. a podcast already. Trek Talk. I think it is. So yeah. Um, but today, yeah, we we covered the last time we talked, uh, maybe a month or two back. We talked about Star Trek Voyager, and we were going to talk at that point. Uh, you know, when we were planning and talking about doing a show, we were going to talk about Voyager and Enterprise, and then that we realized we both talked too much and <laughs> <laughs> and fill up a show. Really, oh, there's an hour. Boom, done. Um, so this time we decided to get back together to talk about um, just kind of give our overview and, and thoughts about um, Enterprise, or as it was later known as Star Trek Enterprise, which is a whole thing. Uh, so, so again, welcome. Glad you're here from you know taking uh, taking time off from the uh, American Thanksgiving coming up here in in a few days. I know you were talking about. Uh, you know, it's always challenging when you have families and friends and different people in different places of how to like, all right, we're going to grandma's house on this day. And then we're going yeah. to Aunt Edie's on this day. And then we're going to go over here, you know, to this group, whatever. Yeah, it's um, well, wait, wait till you're, uh, you know, wait till Aaron gets older, even Jen, then you'll have the added uh, bonus of um, like, you know, how that how you do fit that one in, too. So uh like when he's dating and he wants to go to his girl to his girlfriend's Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. Exactly. Or you could be like my sons, where it became uh, they would have like multiple meals, multiple Thanksgivings in one day. You know, it's like yeah, that's what's the advantage. I don't know how if he's a, if Aaron's a, a big big eater, but my especially my older son Stephen is. They both could eat pretty well, so that usually worked out okay. Uh, if you're somebody who doesn't eat a lot, that can be hard to do. So, but anyway, I don't know why we're talking so much about food. Now I'm hungry. Oh, but it is Thanksgiving coming up in a few days yeah. here in the U.S. Hopefully, the U.S. can you know have a good Thanksgiving and 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 stop thinking about certain things because the internet's for like puppy videos and cats and and <laughs> and it's not for this other jibber jabber that's been going on. So, uh, and, and yes. I'm, it, just please stop it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, but um, 
so we're here to talk about enterprise. And I, I think the way we started out last time is, is talked about, I asked you about Voyager in, in terms of like, when did you watch it? How did you watch it? Those So, so what's your, how did enterprise start for you did you watch it when it was first airing did you watch it all the way through and all and all that how did uh, how did you, know, you see and find enterprise and and how did that um how did you work your way through that show i'm trying to think because i i was i'm on the wiki page right now looking at when it was uh, it first aired and it aired september 26th 2001 and i don't remember like sitting in eager, you know, anticipation of the first episode, like I did when TNG first came out. Like, I remember everything about the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. But mm-hmm. the prelude to the it. Reason, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to think, why don't I have that kind of a memory about this? Because I do, I did enjoy the show. I, I like Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And I think it may have been because um, I may have missed the first few episodes because of when it came out, because September 11th was only a, like a week or so, or two, maybe two weeks before. Yeah. And right. that could have taken the, taken the air, you know, out of my bag as far as you know, yeah, Enterprise try- goes. Trying to and recall I just remember if, if everything it's... being not as important to me yeah. back then. So. I don't think it, it got bumped. Like there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, most TV starts in the fall. Although Star Trek hasn't always ended up in, been that way. But um, I don't – I think it was always intended to show up at the very end of September because, you know, there were a lot of things that got shifted when that happened. You know, they delayed yeah. things. and um, Spider-Man. Yeah. So I don't think they – I think it was always going to be like the very end of September when it was going to premiere. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, that was a – that was obviously a, a, a difficult, weird, terrible time. So – I think there were, yeah, some definitely probably some people who just said, ah, you know, I don't care or whatever. Um, so you you think you didn't see the first very first few episodes that you remember right. when when it was f- but, uh, the first the first run through at least of it, um, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, I have seen almost all of it now. I think I, there are a few Zindi episodes I've missed, but most of it I've seen and. But you did start to watch it at some point when it was airing, though you were watching. Yeah, probably, you were watching as it was airing. I was watching as it was airing, and I got a lot of flack from that, which is why. And when I talked to Angela about why I hid my geek, this is part of the reason why. <laughs> who did you get flack from? I'm, I'm now. I'm um, curious. Who? Who was one uh, of my former best friends? Uh, we have fallen out. I we dislike each other um, quite a bit now, but. Um, she used to make fun of me quite a bit for for liking Star Trek. So, and, and you know, I, yeah, I dealt with some you yeah. know, flack when and I hit it when I was in high school, or whatever. But you know, she was my best friend, so I kind of shared my likes and dislikes more with her than anyone else. And so she made fun of me, and I was like, "Well, screw you!" And the horse you ran in on, <laughs> rode in yeah. on. And uh, so, but it, that wasn't the reason why we're not friends. But you know, it's kind of hard to be friends with people who you know hate your husband. But, oh yeah, that can be a bigger yeah, bigger that, problem than not downer. liking Star Trek too. That that's probably yeah. a little, little bigger. But other than that, she just made fun of me, and so I I watched it and enjoyed it, and uh, I thought Trip was really hot, and Scott Bakula really liked Scott Bakula as an actor because I I enjoyed him on um, Quantum Leap quite a bit. Yeah, and it was I remember being excited about him being on the show. 
And that was probably the main reason, other than it being Star Trek. But that was why I was excited, because Scott, Scott Bakula was the captain. So were you... So, um, so if you... I just wanted to ask if if people like this with this old girlfriend of yours, friend of yours, and and others did that did that ever keep you from watching the 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 show oh, as no. it aired? No, not really. No, yeah, not really. I was an adult by that time. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I didn't. I'm a big girl now. I can decide the, what yeah. TV I want to watch. But I didn't. And, yeah. You know, I still I realize you know. Okay, so I don't have any friends to share this with, which is why I loved listening to your show so much later. Because um, uh, uh, I found a community of people who thought the same way I did. It's hard when you're in the real world to to come across fellow nerds, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. It well, on it's where you, you know work and who you hang out with. But I, I, and, I yeah, I agree completely. And you know, the there was some video that um, oh, I don't know if I say her name properly. She's on the Big Bang Theory. Mayim Balik. How do you say her name? Do you not? You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, the actress. I think so. mm-hmm. um, anyway, she did this video the other, I don't know when it was, but I just saw it posted a few days ago or something where she was talking about being a nerd, a geek, and saying, you know, oh, these days everyone says everybody's okay because we're all, you know, it's a geek world, right? Because of the entertainment that's being produced, you know, all these comic book movies and comic book popularity and television shows and a lot more sci-fi and fantasy out there but her point her point was that we still i think people still feel a little like we're like a third class or second class citizen you know at times yeah, like in I other agree. words there are, we still have like these people who will still like to make fun of you and or don't get it right you know even though it's kind of people will say geeks mainstream or has become more you know, conventions have so many more people, and there's certainly a bunch of people that go to these things that are not, you know, quote-unquote a geek, right? They might go to see a movie or watch a TV show or even go to a convention, but they're not as entrenched in it as, as, as we are. And it was an interesting little video that she did, and I, I kind of agreed with it pretty much. And, I, and I you know, it's, it's um, I don't know if it'll ever be I think that's true with anything, you know, these days. I think there's always going to be people who don't see it. And, and I guess the best you can do is accept what other people like, you know, and so forth. But um, but anyway, so so you were watching it as it aired fairly pretty much. And then you've gone mm-hmm. back and, and filled in since that time. And, yeah, I, I, I'll give you a little bit of my, you know, I was obviously watching it as it aired. And I was pretty excited about it. I was really excited about it, like you said about Scott Bakula, because I've, I've, everything he's ever basically been in, I've enjoyed. I mean, I haven't watched every show or, or movie that he's ever been in. That would be hard, but because um, he's done a lot. But I loved Quantum Leap, yeah, it, it definitely, and and I thought he was going to be a really good fit for you know the captain of this uh, of a new show like this, and especially since this show was only set you know uh, the closest to our time, right? So that was sort of the, I think one of the things about it that seemed appealing to me was, here's a show that's not too far removed from our time. They're on a smaller ship. They've got a tighter, you know, smaller, you know, crew. They don't have a lot, as many aliens aboard, you know, whatever. It all was trying to make it a little more real, I guess. And mm-hmm. I and I and I kind of enjoyed that and a little more practical in some ways and. 
you know, they used the shuttle pod a lot and they didn't beam down all the time to beam out when they needed to get saved. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, they were really struggling at times. And I, and yeah, I, and their I, uniforms really related. I mean, it also looked very much like astronauts' uniforms. You know, yeah, or, or the military, like like you see the jumpsuits, mm-hmm. like they they wear in certain military. You know, you know whether it's the Navy or, or something like that. They seemed uh, pretty practical. Uh, you're right for the uniforms, except to Paul, of course. Right again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I, I won't harp on that as much this time. <laughs> no, it's okay. The well, I, 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 I mean, I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I mean, like, what, what is the whole thing about, like, you know, uh, okay, well, Hoshi, I guess I was going to say the the women on the show, but what, what is it about putting the 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 weird alien woman in <laughs> a different outfit all the time? I mean, I don't know. I just. I, I, I mean, there was a couple of episodes where she showed or she wore a normal uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, seemed awesome. fine to me. I was like, "Yep, that's fine, okay." But, um, but yeah, I mean, she's obviously a Vulcan, so, and, and you know, the I never really could you could you tell? I mean, was that outfit she was supposed to be wearing most of the time supposed to be like a Vulcan uniform? I, I don't even know, really. Uh, yeah. Was it? Especially made for her <laughs> her um, mission, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, here. So it wasn't like traditional robes in the beginning of the first episode, I think. Was it Broken Bow? bow? Is mm-hmm. that the first episode? Um, I, I remember her wearing robes at first. Yeah, I think and she then... was. I think, I think when they first meet, when Archer first meets her. Um, yeah. And they've got that Klingon captive, that little scene, I think. She's there with... Um, What's that, Saval? Or what's that what's that Vulcan mm-hmm. guy's name? Yeah, Saval. Yeah. So um but then eventually when she gets on Enterprise, she's wearing, you know, the Tapal outfit, we'll just call it or whatever. So uh mm-hmm. This confirms that I was transferred to your command at 0800 hours, reporting for duty. Is there a problem? No, sir. Oh, I forgot. Vulcan females have a heightened sense of smell. I hope Porthos isn't too offensive to you. I've been trained to tolerate offensive situations. I took a shower this morning. How about you, Captain? I'm sorry. This is Commander Charles Tucker III, Subcommander Paul. Trip. I'm called Trip. I'll try to remember that. While you may not share our enthusiasm about this mission, I expect you to follow our rules. What's said in this room and out on that bridge is privileged information. I don't want every word I say being picked apart the next day by the Vulcan High Command. My reason for being here is not espionage. My superiors simply asked me to assist you. Your superiors don't think we can flush a toilet without one of you to assist us. I didn't request this assignment, Captain. And you can be certain that when this mission's over, I'll be as pleased to leave this ship as you'll be to have me go. If there's nothing else. That'll be all. Yeah, but, um... But I, I just, you know, I was thinking about this when we were going to get, you know, record this and we did Voyager and you talked about Seven of Nine and this and it's like, come on, you guys. I, 
so so it'll be interesting whenever they do this new Star Trek show, you know, whenever um, that starts finally. And, you know, if everyone will be wearing like regular uniforms, you know, but um, but anyway, um, so so you're watching it as it as it was airing for the most part. You you went through you were watching all the way through the the final season and everything like that or do you did you you were talking about the Zindi which is season three they lost me on the Zindi I was just like okay I'm out <laughs> so then so you must have had to go back and watch I like had to the go back and final and season even, it's still not my favorite I hate I don't like the whole Zindi conflict you didn't like that I had season. Seen Galaxy Quest had come out somewhere around the same time. They reminded me a lot of the antagonists in Galaxy Quest, you know? Yeah. And it just didn't... ah, I know there were a bunch of different races that were involved in that conflict, but it didn't click with me. And that's where they lost me. And I think that's where it started to tank. You know, that arc was just too much. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think the I, I ratings, more Klingons, yeah. you know, I wanted more Klingons and Vulcans and Romulans and we got Zindi. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I like the concept of it. I thought that it was maybe not, as they say, handled as well as it could have been. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it didn't. Uh, maybe if it wasn't the entire season, maybe that would have been better. Maybe if it would have been just half the season. Uh, I think they, well, you know, that that's when they, you know, at season two, the first two seasons, they, you know, the, the, one of the big things about this show to start with was they were just calling it enterprise. You know, they were, they were, for some reason they decided to pull Star Trek out of the title, which don't ask me why. I mean, I, I still think that trick people into watching the show. (laughs) Why though? You have, you have a very, very known brand, you know, and, and for good or bad, I mean, I, I think there's much more good associated with putting Star Trek in the title than there is bad. Um, and you, it's not like you're not going to realize the minute you watch the show what it what it is. So, um, But then in season three, when when they started the Zindi thing, and then through season four, they, they renamed it, you know, Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think the ratings, and they had shifted the, um, the time slot around to, I think they were having, you know, rating trouble without, I don't know how much one went with the other, if it was because of the storyline or if it was just because people had been, you know, fading away from Star Trek in general on television. And we could talk about this more in a bit too. You know, this was kind of the beginning of the end for Star Trek, at least yeah. as far as, you know, the poor ratings. And they just, you know, this this is what at the end of Enterprise, which started the long, long, you know, deep sleep of uh, no Star Trek on television for, you know, more than 10 years now. And... And that, you know, could be for from a variety of reasons. I'm not sure. I always have a hard time because I know a lot of people have gone back and now who didn't watch Enterprise, either much of it or any of it when it aired. And they all seem to like it and feel that it's a pretty good Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time saying, oh, it's because Enterprise isn't as good. I'm like, no, I, th- I think people were just, I don't know, kind of tired of it watching Star Trek. Maybe there were too many other Maybe there was more other sci-fi shows, new things that they wanted to watch. I, I have a hard time saying it's better or worse than any other Trek, you know, mm-hmm. at all. So, uh, but w- w- I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, it, what did you think about the last season? Which, which a lot of people, I mean, Star Trek fans seem to really like the fourth season. I liked it a lot. I mean, I thought, I mean, that's that's when they did a lot of things related to founding the, the temporal Feder- war, the, fe- the temporal war, and the Federation mm-hmm. too. 
you know, that's when they started to bring in some of the other aliens, right? In, yeah. Uh, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it, I thought it got stronger. I'll, like a lot of the Star Trek series, it got stronger towards the end. Yes. You know, yeah, which original. was always. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but, that that was one of the hardest things about it was that, you know, season four, I thought was really a good one and had some in- interesting things going on and w- was building a lot of uh, laying the groundwork for the Federation and a lot of things. And then it was like, nope, oh, show gone. And I'm like, ah. You know, because because season one and two, they they were OK. They had ups and downs. I, I liked quite a few episodes in there. But and then season three was kind of, a you know, I liked it for different reasons and maybe didn't like certain things about it. Um, but but then season four, I thought everything kind of came together pretty well. And, mm-hmm. and then it had, you know, some some pretty cool episodes in there. And, but then it became like. Yeah, I think I think it was already so low in the ratings that there wasn't really much they could do at that point. Um, they tried to do, you know, whenever you, when you, whenever you you're writing or or acting or uh, creating something in the vein of something else, you're supposed to do like little throwbacks to the original. And they may have done it too much in the Force Awakens, but it's related and we love it, and it's enough. It's enough of a difference to still be its own, you know, new thing, but there's a lot of tie-ins to the original. Mm -hmm. And I think they tried to diverge too much a bit, you know, in the beginning with not including the title Star Trek, you know, Enterprise and, um, the, the score at the beginning, the guy singing, that was completely, how does that song go again? Could you sing a little (laughs) bit for us? You have heard all of that (laughs) song that you're going to hear from me. I thought you guys, you and Angela, were going to record an album of, you know, Anomaly Sings Star Trek uh, or If anyone's, or if anyone's heard that, he's brought it up twice now in the, the last two shows we've done together. He's referring to a, a clip of Angela and I singing the Enterprise theme song. As I think it was joke. outlawed on, on the solar system on every planet, you know. I yes, think it was. It was. There was and a... there were complaints. <laughs> I think I think one of the most stinging um complaints came from one of your listeners who wrote to our show to tell us to ask you to stop playing (laughs) (laughs) oh really i don't know if you've ever told me that story i didn't realize that oh well now i've got to play it again here we're gonna just slide no i'm I'm kidding folks you're gonna include it in this episode aren't you i won't uh we were just playing because angela and i we sing a lot on our show you know just while we were you know in between recording and drinking wine or, you know, whatever. A little more wine, a little more we singing. Sing, uh, yeah, we sing, we play around, we're goofy and we have fun. So we were singing this show and Angela did like the, she's, she I has a background done the Firefly. You did the Firefly and so she Firefly was even too. acting it out, you know, raising her hands through the sky, to the sky when she does the whole, you know, I'm so, not going to so, sing it, so, so to bring it back to that, so yeah. did, did you, so what did you think about that? theme i mean i think you've kind of already it, said a it little has grown but, on me yeah it has grown on me but at the time it was such a jarring difference from uh-huh. from anything we have known as you know star trek is just you know symphon you know it's symphonic and it's um is that a word and it just sounds you know bold and um yeah i, I big don't know change. like you, I... something to be proud of and this was it was kind of like um I don't know. It's like folksy it's like, time, right? Like 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 uh, a Las Vegas lounge singer doing the intro. Oh, that's a good idea. They should that should be like a little skit some it on somewhere should. like uh 
like uh, like a Saturday like, Night Live thing where they yeah. go, it's been a long time, <laughs> you know. Yep, that. So yeah, I, you're right. Like, hey, now, you know, like, hey, everyone in the audience, hey, do you guys like Star Trek? Do you like Enterprise? I got a little tune for you here. And but it, you now know? it doesn't bother me. You know, it comes on and I sing along with it and, and Dave and Aaron will sing, you know, playing around. We'll yeah. sing it together because it's fun. But, you know, we have some distance between you know, yeah, the, when I the think show at the first time, I was now. a little bit like, "Oh, that's not right." And, and right. then after a bit of of it in the show, I, I was um, I was okay with it, and I, I'm still okay with it now. I mean, I, I uh, it was a big change. I mean, yeah, it was a big change, and I, you know, I think a lot of people really, it's a lot of people that don't. I like it when they try things. I guess, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think everything's always going to work. But I think you've got to try some new things, and and yeah, I um, I don't know. There's uh, <clears throat> sometimes I think it becomes like you either try something new, and then maybe it doesn't work, and you don't. But if you keep doing the same thing, people are also going to say, "Oh, well, that's just like you know, you're just trying to copy, you know, mm-hmm, TNG, or you're just trying to copy this, and they did it better." and you know, you guys don't have your own identity and, and whatever. See, it's almost a you can't win kind of a little bit. Right. So. Right. I think they just they they pulled, they veered a little too far off the track. But one of the things I loved about the show was the the Vulcans because they're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. loved that there was a, another character on the show. That's one of the things I missed about TNG and DS9 was that. There just weren't a lot of, um, and Voyager too. There was one Vulcan character that came in every once in a while that hit on <laughs> the engineer. But um, other than that, we hadn't seen a Vulcan in a long time. So this episode was a chance to, to get to know that race of people better. Mm-hmm. And we find out that they're total jerks. <laughs> like on a, an epic, bureaucratic, piece of crap <laughs> level. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're 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 like snobs to me. They're like, they're like, oh, we're Vulcans. Uh, sorry, you guys, nah, you're not quite ready to come out here in the in the galaxy with the rest of us uh, enlightened beings. So yeah, um, that took a little to get a little bit to get used to for me because I was like, but the Vulcans are awesome. <laughs> why are you, why is everyone being mean to Paul, especially the crew? I mean, um, Scott Bakula's character, um, Jonathan Archer, and um, Charles Trip Tucker, played by Connor Trenier. God, she's beautiful. And fast. Warp 4.5 next Thursday. Neptune and back in six minutes. <laughs> Let's take a look at the lateral sensor array. Give me a sec. Slow down. There. Those are the ports that buckled during the last test. They need to be reinforced. Great. You scratched the paint. Sorry. Orbital 6. Captain Archer, sir. Go ahead. Admiral Forrest needs you at Starfleet Medical right away. They were so mean to, to Paul at first, and she she was a little cold, but that was because she was a Vulcan. But maybe it was because they weren't 
you know, they were suspicious of her the whole, you know, first season. Yeah. And I mean, I they think... thought she was spying on them, yeah. but they were just overtly rude to her the whole time. And that's a little took a bit for me to get used to also it, because it went away I thought, fairly quickly, though. I mean, I thought that they, they still bonded, kind of... uh, you know, pretty. You and know... that's when it got better. Because they were more sure, of a family. Sure. So Well, I think I think it made sense though, based on if they were if they had this, you know, it it might not have been, you know, the best thing to see or the right or what you wanted to see, how Vulcans and humans get along or whatever or don't, but based on what they were trying to tell people that, oh, the Vulcans have been holding them back and Archer and his father. So I mean it made sense that he kind of resented the Vulcans and therefore resented to Paul and so forth. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, th this is what I was, what I was saying earlier about the show being as closer to our present time. So, so the idea is that these humans are, they're not quite as, um, you know, let's just say as accepting and as enlightened as like by the time you get to the TNG crew, right? Mm -hmm. Like the TNG crew or Picard or, or, or whatever would never really treat, you know, an alien like that right on their ship or on their crew or whatever, basically. So I, I thought it made sense, uh, you know, I mean it, you know, a little bit, I mean, for the show, the way they had set things up that the Vulcans were, you know, not, you know, they're being all secret secret. And then they had those episodes where they, you know, they learned they had these secret spy bases, you know, spying on, on, you know, others like spying on the Andorians and stuff. So there was this, you know, conflict going on that was behind the scenes. So there was, you know, this subterfuge kind of thing happening. And to Paul, you know, she probably knew things but couldn't say and, and, and so forth. So, it, yeah, but I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. No, I like them. I like them now because you see the end. Like you can see how they improved over time. How oh, the yeah. characters um improved their development you so, know they, so they learned on, not on, to be prejudiced and yes yeah so so while we're on that topic what what was your thought and we'll we'll go into some of the characters a little bit too and talk about them each a bit but did you what did you think about to paul and trip like did you think that her being like a full vulcan did you think that that was just like hey let's have some Let's have a couple of the crew people get together and, you know, and, and the Vulcan girl and, you know, what I, I mean, did it, did it work for you? Did it make sense? Did it seem weird? Did it seem like they were just doing it for TV? What, what, what did you think about the relationship between the two of them? Because I've heard a lot of people had, you know, some trouble with that whole thing. Well, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a shipper, like when it comes to Star Trek characters like Beverly and Picard, they should have been an item. And I really No, like it's okay Troy if you, I mean, yeah, I mean if you Troy think Troy and Riker and all those. Yeah. So, I I kind I wanted I don't know. I mean, I don't think that a character just cuz they're female should always have to hook up with someone else, but because I like romance, <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't opposed to it, mm -hmm. but it didn't really work that the the way they were doing it in the beginning, trying to write their their line it, it just seemed forced and it kind of was because you found found out that Paul is experimenting. <laughs> You know, as a scientist trying to figure out if this works or not and if she likes being around humans, she's not even really sure she has to wear or um, she, she finds them stinky and all that stuff. So it, that right. kind of like worked against the whole romance. So I 
I have to say, looking back, I think that she and Jonathan Archer had more of a chemistry than than Tucker. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think the two of them and I liked the way she they were more friends. And I like when characters warm up that way first instead of just throwing them together and go, going, OK, here's a couple, you know, and that's kind of what they tried to do with the two of them. Here, take some of this antibacteria gel here or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I I'm, it doesn't bother me, but I'm thinking yeah. it just, I, I don't think it worked. And I'm just wondering I, if you did. Uh, I was. It was the Vulcan part of it that I thought that, like, let, let's just say she wasn't a Vulcan. Do you would you have been any easy? Would it have been any easier for you to take it or accept it versus no? Or, or I mean, did that really come into play? I guess I mean, it just you are you yeah. asking if they because she was a Vulcan character, they thought for sure she had to have a relationship, or do you think are you no? Asking well, it was if, obviously the whole thing. It would be like you know the last person, this person, this 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 um this alien that's on the ship that's supposed to be basically someone who keeps their emotions in check you know you'd think she's the last one on the ship you'd need to basically be having a little lecture about hey okay no fraternizing with the crew kind of, you know what i mean it was it was just the point of being her being a vulcan it's kind of like yeah it, it I think seems I'm looking... like they had the always had the option or not the option but they always had the opening with spock right because mm-hmm. he was half human, half Vulcan. So, so was, which was yeah. a perfect idea, right? Because that way you could basically let him do anything mm-hmm. under the right set of circumstances, right? He could, he could have an emotional outburst. And even if full Vulcan could, I mean, we've seen this stuff plenty of times. It's not like they don't have emotions, right? But right. just the fact that you've got a full Vulcan in that spot and then pretty soon she's, you know, she's in a relationship of some whatever type level with with someone else on the crew it just um i'm just wondering if that just it seems like it was a little bit of a hard thing to swallow maybe i guess well for me i look i'm looking back and i'm thinking the two even though they're vulcan they're completely different because um spock wanted to be completely Vulcan and he was half human. So he was striving for that. No, I'm a Vulcan. I don't yep. express my emotions. I'm not having relationships, you know, in that work. Sorry, for him. Christine Chapel. No thanks. Yeah. You know, move along. Nurse Chapel. Partners Chapel. Partners Chapel. But like to Paul was kind of like some a, a, a almost like a grown person who was raised in a very strict family <laughs> who got to hang out. She's Amish. Whole, that's what she is. Like, she's yeah, Amish. She's and she's she's in her first time. She's <laughs> that, I don't know if I want to use that, but now she's out it's of just that an community. analogy. Amish people listening yeah. to the podcast It's just <laughs> an analogy. That's all <laughs> like there would be any Amish people. Oh, you don't know, Jen. Listening. There could be. <laughs> I would love to meet those people. They, they would be awesome. <laughs> but so like she's um, she's been under the thumb of very, very strict people all her life. And now she's in among people who were learning and experimenting and finding, you know, they're, they're, they're out on their own and their only mission is to, to explore. And so for her, that's kind of like her mission is to explore and to, and she kind of goes a little beyond Hey, you know, trip! Come on over yeah. tonight. We're gonna explore yeah. um, well, new like, strange frontiers or new frontiers. She also kind of lets go of, you know, she doesn't want to, but she she runs into instances where um, she has trouble controlling her emotions, which is like yeah, a trope 
for Vulcans now, but I think yeah, it also bit. like we sure. learned more about Vulcans and and how they work because obviously um, before this we just thought you know it was easier for them to control their emotions you know that Spock's only problems occurred when he had Ponfar issues and yeah <laughs> when he was under the influence of drugs. Yeah. Well, to Paul, you learn it's actually it's something they suppress, and it's always there under the under the the uh, surface, sure. the emotions. And so we see them come out every once in a while, and it has to do more with an inability to focus and push them down. And sometimes, it like one of my I don't know. It's in a very uncomfortable episode to watch. I don't like it, but I learned more about Vulcans in that episode. Is the one where she was assaulted by oh, the, um, yeah. the Vulcans who experiment with emotion. And yeah, I'm trying to remember you the name find of that out episode. About, it's like a season find, two episode or so. Yeah. You find out that mind melding is illegal in that episode. And that, um, like, that makes you question what kind of person Spock was, you know, because by then when Spock was experimenting, you know, when Spock was utilizing the mind meld, it was okay. Everybody did it. But at this time, it was, it was forbidden. That wasn't and fusion, so, was it? Is that the episode? Maybe I can't remember yeah. the name of it. I know what you're talking but, about, though. Yeah. Yeah. So then she she caught some sort of communicable disease that way, kind of like AIDS, only for Vulcans, and it's transmitted through mind melds. Mm-hmm. And then she really struggled with suppressing her emotions, and I don't know. It, I think it gave um, J- uh, Jolene Blaylock more ability, um, more room to. Experience to to play to Paul because it's difficult I think to play characters that are are so you know straightforward right? un- yeah. emotionless yeah. they they come off as you know it's not so many there aren't very many ways to express you know how a character is yeah, going to react I thought to she something. did a really good job overall on she that did. I mean I mean there were there were she all of these job. little subtle things she would do especially with her eyes or her eyebrows or just a yeah. little look you <laughs> when know you knew that she was really struggling with that one but she was gonna let it go <laughs> yeah i mean i because i think that was pretty pretty talented actually i mean i you know you're right though it would be hard to do it's hard and yeah. and i think it you know allowing to, her to deal with some an issue like that gave her more latitude to really explore the character mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure yeah, no, so, it, it, they, I mean, this This is definitely a series to learn about Vulcans quite a bit between her, between the other Vulcans on the show. There was the whole uh, the whole group of episodes with um, the uh, the Katra, you know, thing with that got mm-hmm. an archer. Uh, you see you see Tapau as a younger Tapau. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of Vulcan stuff each year, each season. Uh, for this show, which which was which was great, like you know, I I like the Vulcans too. I mean, I I enjoy wa- watching and learning about them as well, and and I think they did a nice job of of rounding them out here, you know, in this show, and and had a lot of you know chance to play around with that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You were talking earlier about so you've talked about Archer a little bit and Trip and Paul. So let's see, let's go through some of the others. So we'll, how about? Uh, how about Dr. Phlox? What did you think of Dr. Phlox? I love Phlox. <laughs> I know people hate his character. There are people who hate him, but Denoblian, Denoblians, no, is it Denoblians? Denobulans. Denobulans, yeah. Were, 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 they're new. They were new to, 
to the Star Trek universe. And yeah. I was interested from that standpoint. But then they got to use him a little bit as the comedy relief at times. Love what you've done with the place. Those are immunocytic gel worms. Try not to shake them. What do you think of Earth? Intriguing. I especially liked the Chinese food. Have you ever tried it? I've lived in San Francisco all my life. Ah. Anatomically, you humans are somewhat uh, simplistic. But what you lack biologically, you make up for with your charming optimism. <laughs> not to mention your uh, egg drop soup. <laughs> Be very careful with that. What's in there? An Altarian marsupial. <laughs> Their droppings contain the greatest concentration of regenerative enzymes found anywhere. Their droppings? If you're going to try to embrace new worlds, you must try to embrace new ideas. That's why the Vulcans initiated the interspecies medical exchange. There's a lot to be learned. I'm sorry to take you away from your program, but our doctors haven't even heard of a Klingon. Please, no apologies. What better time to study human beings than when they're under pressure? It's a rare opportunity. And your Klingon friend, I've never had the chance to examine a living one before. Ensign Mayweather tells me that we'll be to Kronos in about 80 hours. Any chance he'll be conscious by then? There's a chance he'll be conscious within the next 10 minutes. Just not a very good one. 80 hours, Doctor. If he doesn't walk off the ship on his own two feet, he doesn't stand much of a chance. I'll do the best I can. Optimism, Captain! And I yeah. I enjoy comedy relief in Star Trek because it's not always science and straightforward morality tales. It's you funny know, how the doctors more... are, are on most of the Trek shows. It's funny how the medical guys are the a lot of times bring the comedy, you know, except I Crusher, mean, except for Crusher. <laughs> yeah, except for Crusher. But but, you know, the, the holographic doctor, you know, McCoy. Uh, I mean, I mean, the you know, the, the doctor here, I guess not so much Deep Space Nine. Julian wasn't really much comedy relief there, but uh, but a lot a lot of that. Well, they're supposed to be kind of I think it's because they're supposed to be the most sort of emotion connected. You know, they're they're the mm -hmm. touchy feely part of the show who are supposed to be, you know, the doctor should be kind of empathetic. But uh, well, it's funny that you brought that that brought that up because I think she's he acts as a counterbalance to to Paul because to Paul is supposed to be cold and emotionless and Phlox is overly jovial and happy all the time. His smile is ridiculously funny. Yeah, he's got the Grinch smile, I call it. He, yes. he looks like the Grinch when he smiles, right? Uh-huh. So I think he worked and I and I enjoy like uh, a nine and six bay that episode where he's doing he's Oh, like, I thought that was a great episode. I know there's people that don't like that one, but I I, I just thought that was I, I like very different kinds of episodes when they do something that's a little different that sticks out. Like a day you know? in a life of kind yeah, of yeah, episode, yeah. You know? Right. Like it's not just another oh they're on the bridge, oh there's a bad here's a ship that we're gonna meet. Oh, they're shooting at us, let's shoot back, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I like that one too. I was a little bit, I wish they would have had a chance to explore a little bit more about Denobulans, you know, and this idea that he had multiple wives. Yeah. You, you never really, you learn a little bit here or there, um, but not very much. You know, they did Like their conflict with another race of people that seemed kind of racist. Yes. Right? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Ex yeah. That and, and just his, you know, this idea of his family, you know, you never. 
they never had a chance to explore that or didn't didn't you know choose to but um it's that's that's one of the missed opportunities i wish because especially since they introduced a new alien right yeah. so so they and you again you pick up little bits of things throughout this this different episodes over the four years but not as much as oh there's a brand new alien here and it, that happened on other trek shows too uh you know they always have a large cast and and it, it's hard to uh, spread out that focus you know they mm-hmm. they tend to zero in on certain things and they kind of keep doing those things like a lot of seven of nine and voyager a lot of vulcan to paul stuff in in enterprise so that that you know you end up having others that don't get as much time like like hoshi i guess we could talk about i know she hoshi poor hoshi travis. poor hoshi Travis Mayweather too. I think he had a few really interesting episodes, like when um, yeah, they showed his he family, went back over right? to his family's uh, freighter, and yeah. yeah, his dad had died, and he was helping take care of you know his mom and the the ship, and and was contemplating leaving Starfleet to do that. And, right, right. Um, so that was a really they need he needed more episodes like that. I really enjoyed his character a lot. Um, just yeah. I guess because he was just he exhibited the enthusiasm that the audience has for, you know, space and exploration and, you know, we it was good to see someone who kind of represented our you know yeah. ambitions and hope for the future because he was just always so optimistic and happy and. And I loved that he had his little secret place on the Enterprise where there was absolutely no the gravity. The little gravity thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that Those was a, that was a very nice, cool, yeah. nice little touches, you know, that go beyond like character traits where you know raising an eyebrow or. I always enjoy when they you, when when a character they give them a few little like things like that. I heard this platform's been approved for biotransport. I presume you mean fruits and vegetables. I mean armory officers and helmsmen. But I think I'm quite ready to have my molecules compressed into a data stream. They claim it's safe. Do they indeed? Well, I certainly hope the captain doesn't plan on making us use it. Don't worry. From what I'm told, he wouldn't even put his dog through this thing. (sighs) This is ridiculous. I ask for plasma coils, and they send me a case of valve sealant. There's no chance I can have these weapons online in three days. Well, we're just taking a sick man back to his home world. Why do we need weapons? Didn't you read the profile report on these Klingons? Hmm. Apparently they sharpen their teeth before they go into battle. <laughs> no doubt Mr. Tucker will reassure me that my equipment will be here tomorrow. Keep your shirt on, Lieutenant. Is it me or does the artificial gravity seem a bit heavy? Hmm, feels all right. Earth sea level. My father always kept it at 0.8 G. Thought it put a little spring in his step. After being raised on cargo ships, it must have felt like you had lead in your boots when you got to Earth. Yeah. Like, like Picard and his his Earl Grey tea and his and his and his big fish, you know, or, or and and then he would go fencing and you know it just. I, 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 each character needs to have little things like that, you know, that yeah. kind of makes them more real rather than just somebody there pushing buttons or whatever. Uh, and it's like Hoshi was afraid. Like her thing was she was afraid of space exploration. Oh, yeah. She didn't, she didn't want to be there. Space. Archer had she to go basically, there. you know, 
yeah. beggar to come and say, I need you. And, you know, come on, you know, I, I need your ear and stuff. And uh, so she was ba- she was just a, a, a nerd that just like linguistics. Yeah, he, he had he no taunts her. In he, he basically entices her with the Klingon, um, the Klingon mm-hmm. language thing. Right. So. And so, yeah. I thought that the the good episode that she had really sorry to step on your no 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 go ahead whatever it's okay um a, a really good episode that she had was the one where uh she and T'Pol kind of bond a bit like at first T'Pol seemed overbearing but ended up you know you find out more or less that she's trying to bring Hoshi out of that shell you know the fear that she has of failure the fear of um, the unknown and to Paul is trying to help her out of that, you know, and then, and then the only two female characters on the ship are having a moment, you know, where that's, it's, um, they're having some girl time. They're not, not just girl time, <laughs> but I mean, like they're supporting one another. I yeah, love that. Sure. Yeah. And it was more like, you can do this, you know, and it's, I'm just because you don't see my emotion doesn't mean that I don't feel these things too kind of thing, you know? Yeah. No. I don't know that she said that exactly, but that's why the way it came across to me too. So I really liked that moment, and I wish there were more like that. And, yeah. And who she, she didn't get enough episodes to shine. Really, I really enjoyed, um, just her, her ability to, like, she, they, basically they took. Um, Uhura and what Uhura should have been able to do and be able to. Yeah, like they've tried to um, use her a little bit in the movies, a little yeah, bit of they it, but used the language Hoshi thing. They used a template in the movies for Uhura, but Uhura was, but yeah. Ahoshi was basically in Uhura's position doing what she was should have been doing in, in more, more scenes like that, I guess, like translating foreign languages that she'd never heard before and helping them to understand what, what the people that they're meeting is say, are saying now. It's two more weeks before exams. It's impossible for me to leave now. You've got to have someone who can cover for you. If there was anyone else who can do what I do, you wouldn't be so eager to have me on your spaceship. Hoshi. I'm sorry, Captain. I owe it to these kids. I could order you. I'm on leave from Starfleet, remember? You would have to forcibly recall me, which would require a reprimand, which would disqualify me from serving on an active vessel. I need someone with your ear. And you'll have her in three weeks. What's that? Klingon. Ambassador Saval gave us a sampling of their linguistic database. I thought you said the Vulcans were opposed to this. They are. But we agreed to make a few compromises. What do you know about these Klingons? Not much. An empire of warriors with 80 polyguttural dialects constructed on an adaptive syntax. Turn it up. Think of it. You'd be the first human to talk to these people. Do you really want someone else to do it? Is that realistic? I doubt it. <laughs> like, I don't think that someone could understand a language that quickly. But um, it was cool to see her work things out, that to use a talent that she had yeah. to um, help the crew as a whole, you know, further their mission. That was that was, you know, other than just being able to shoot really well or. Um, yeah, no, I think it, it, it was good to have, especially them being very new to going out into space, you know, them having someone there that that could help them communicate 
I, you know, I always thought that they they started to slip in the use of the universal translator a little too much. You know, yeah. I, I preferred it more when she was having to do more of the work, whether it was realistic or not, to some level. But but it's you know I you know there were, if they had some episodes where they were sort of like oh they had her they were stuck on a planet with people kind of like Darmok with um, TNG. Yes. You know, with not just language, but syntax and and like even gestures and little things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's she was she's a very interesting character. And I thought it made a lot of sense to have somebody who, you know, had an aptitude for languages. I mean, rather than just, again, pushing the buttons on the ship. So, yeah, I liked her a lot. And, and you know, again, there there's always going to be people who don't get as much to do on these seven, eight, whatever character shows. And then what else do we got? We got um, Malcolm Reed, right? The uh, mm-hmm. the weapons guy, the Englishman. Um, it took a while for me to warm up to him. <laughs> he also also this operative for section, you know, what is it? Section thirty seven or whatever. The uh, um, now that you said that, I can't remember section. Is it's thirty one? Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Section thirty one. Section thirty seven. I don't know yeah. where I got that one from. I I just gave him an, <laughs> uh, a promotion. So. Um, but yeah, you know, that was a little bit weird, you know. I've always have a hard time on shows. This happens. This is a trope for you, Jen, that um, I have a hard time on shows where like you're going along on a show, right, for a year even or two or three or something like that. I forget where they reveal this in, in Enterprise. Maybe it's in just in the second season because there are it's only four years. But And then all of a sudden they pull something out of the air, right? Oh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of a spy or was a spy. You know, like, really? Really? You know, I, I, I always say, like, you know, if you had given us just a little tiny hint of these things, and I know you don't want to reveal things to the audience, maybe, but the way I view it and the way it comes off as, you know, you're just sitting around one day and you just come up with this now, right? Yeah. Like, in other words, there's no plan there. There were no little things they were setting in motion. Some shows that they do it better where you they have a little bit of that that you can start to see things and, and, and suspect certain things and so forth. I mean, I, yeah, I don't need everything laid out for me, but it's just one of those things that, that a lot of shows do, you know, where like, oh yeah, this person is an alien or this person is really working for the other guys or whatever. Um, but that really didn't matter that much. I mean, actually it kind of came in handy if I remember right, you know, in a couple of the episodes, it came mm-hmm. in handy that his, uh, but but I did like the fact that they had uh you know uh, uh somebody you know with an English accent on the ship for a change. I thought that was good. Well, besides Picard, I guess. But uh, yeah, he and supposed his to be his French. family his yeah. family came from a long line of royal navy men too. So yeah, he was like uh, the the guy that had the military background. Right? Yeah, he he was the and guy was in the over, ship. Yeah, yeah, it was a little overkill. <laughs> <laughs> probably as far as that goes like yeah. really over the top obsessive compulsive about making the ship run perfectly ship you know, shape as far and as, all that right yeah, and, and shooting upgrade the weapons and all that and, stuff yeah. like he loved guns that kind of a guy get me some bigger guns yes so mm-hmm. uh, and the mako were on the ship around that time too right I'm, yeah yeah they the brought Z- that well they brought them in in the zindi stuff because they needed they basically thought they needed some you know a little bit tougher you know Military to, guys to deal with, you know, it was kind of like bringing in the the SWAT team or the or Navy SEALs or something, and that kind of made tied, sense a bit. That yeah. ties in to the new movie too, Star Trek Beyond, sure. Because yes. one of the yeah, 
So it, that was a little callback, kind of legitimate, legitimized enterprise or canonized it. Yeah, well, it was a big surprise, I think. I mean, you know, the the, the show that you didn't think the... they would connect ever to, really, in, in, right. in movies, Enterprise. I mean, not only are you in a different universe, but if, if you were going to connect to anything, you'd, you'd probably never would have thought it would have been Enterprise. Right. So, yeah, no, that was good. I, I It made sense, though, because of, you know, one of the earlier ships out there being stuck and and it you know wouldn't have really made sense I suppose it was a more advanced crew and ships and you know there would have been like well how come you guys didn't come out here and try to save them well because the ships at that time would have taken whatever a lot longer to get there so forth and so on so technology wasn't as good a little more dangerous out there and so on but mm-hmm. yeah the episodes were dark also I think probably because due in part you know in the later seasons to what happened on nine eleven. There were more, I guess that's probably why they lost me. They weren't optimistic and fun. They yeah, became they... really like war, 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 war. And I was like, ah, too much war. It's too much, it's too much like reality. I can't. Yeah. Well, we, we've <laughs> talked before. I mean, you know, Star Trek always sort of reflects the time in the era, you know. I'm re- that's what makes me both, well, probably makes me more worried than anything else these days about what this new Star Trek will be like because. Yeah. If they reflect their times, I mean, I, 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 I wish they would at least push back against that a little bit. Like, wouldn't you rather try to show like, let's this is the way we should be, or that that let's have some positiveness maybe or something. I don't mm-hmm. know, but but yeah, you're right. I think you know the the show did get pretty intense Uh, i mean they obviously you know in in season three and then i think they you know it came back a little bit in four for sure with um they did some arcs you know they they, season four to me was the 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 season with the arcs you know two three episodes of a thing you know like they brought in brent spiner right in in, Mm -hmm. with the augment storyline which i thought that was a a a fun group of episodes it was interesting to see him play you know uh an ancestor, I guess, of what we knew from TNG, and then also the whole thing with the augments and and, and that idea, and and have it fl- flesh that out a bit more. I like that a lot. And they did the the Forge Awakening, you know, the the shows with Vulcan, and then the you know, for me because I I you know I love TOS, you know, probably one of the most fun episodes set of episodes just from a cool to see thing was that mirror darkly set of episodes where oh that was a good one yeah yeah where they were able to go to you know see the um or um sorry go to the mirror universe but not only that but you're you're going to it back in tos type era time so Mm -hmm. uh so then you know they're on you know good old TOS style enterprise. They use the uniforms. You know, they played around with that in the Tribble, you know, the episode, um, not Tribble, but, um, well, it was the Tribble episode, but the one with um, Deep Space Nine where they went back and uh, uh, to a TOS episode, you know, where they inserted them into that. So, so that was fun. And, and then they, of course, they ended up with that whole, they had a, I guess they had a theme running out throughout the whole series about, you know, the anti-alien people of Earth, right? That didn't like aliens, which I guess this is... Xenophobe. Uh, yeah, the xenophobe. <laughs> so, uh, you know, who knows? They could use that in the the new series, too, because that certainly is a topic these days. But, the, 
you know, with Terra Prime and, and this, you know, this idea of a group of people on Earth that were against, you know, wanted to keep Earth pure, right, and keep the aliens out of Earth and the whole thing with uh, Trip and, and Paul's child. And, and Yeah, and that was a sad one. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. And, and um, I mean, I, I, I've always said that I, I, I would like Star Trek to get back to, didn't Picard say this in one of the uh, one of the movies? You know, he has a line, something like, uh, you know, I miss the time when we were explorers, when they, yeah. when, they, when they just went out and, you know, explore strange new worlds rather than just all these, these sort of, let's call them uh, humanity plays or inner conflict things or, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, just, just this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm, I, I, I know Star Trek, that's what it does. And that in some of that is good, but I don't want that every week. You know, right. So. It gets kind of hard. You need a break from your own reality. You know, it's OK to introduce it and mask it in, in a, a story like what Star Trek does. You know, they they introduce yeah. something to you in yeah. a way that you haven't thought of before. And that's refreshing. But when it's like, OK, like Battlestar and I can bring them up because the guy who did Battlestar also did Trek <laughs> was in Trek. Yeah. Um, Ron Moore. Right. Yeah. Ron Moore. So he, I'm like, like everything was about, um, terrorist attacks and, you know, it's like, okay, this is too much. And that's the way kind of, you know, they, they've gotten to modern Trek has become kind of that in some, in some ways, you know, it's, it's sometimes too heavy and you need a break every once in a while, which is why I like the flocks moments, you know, and the, and the visits to Vulcan and other like, and the, and I love the Andorian storylines. You get to know them more. And that guy that plays the Andorian, I have to bring Trent, up. Jeffrey Combs, the, yeah. Jeffrey Combs is in everything. And now I just, it's kind of like the the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Where can we find this actor? Yeah, he's, he does a he's lot. He's so awesome. He, yeah, he, he's good. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you about the, you know, it becomes heavy handed and it becomes a little too much. You know, one of the things... That's one of the things that I always like about certain episodes of the original series, and they've done this in other Trek too. But, but one, I don't know if you remember it by name, but I can describe it to you. But do you know the? You remember the episode of the original series with the Organians, the Errand of Mercy? You know, where the Klingons and the, the you know the Federation are about to go to war, and they have the super beings that that come in. And the classic part of that episode is the Organians. You know, this super race who appear to be these very simple village people type. Not village people, the you know music group, but but anyway, they they're they basically say you know oh you guys shouldn't fight because you in, in the future you and the Klingons are going to be friends, and, and you know you can do these episodes where you know people of the Earth are looking pretty like you know stupid, but then you have somebody else who's a little bit more sophisticated and you know sees the sees what can be better and points it out that's the kind of stuff i like to see you know rather than just this like oh we just hate each other okay good you know whatever yeah but it it gets kind of old too in star trek because it's they always do that so be it would be nice if we were the smart ones every once in a while that taught people how to be good to one another yeah and because that gives us something to hope for like one day we'll be that you know yeah, I mean they—that's—that's that's a tricky one because and it, they've done episodes a little bit like that, but they got the whole you know that whole 
annoying prime directive, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, oh, you know, here's a primitive, two primitive, you know, groups fighting each other. We can't just go in and say, oh, you guys will eventually work things out because you have to. And uh, so, um, but yeah, it's um, it's hard and it's interesting, you know, too. But I mean, it's, I, I just like the show a lot. I, you know, one of, I've said it many times, you know, this is, when this show went off the air, that's when I started doing the podcast because I was like, oh, my gosh, what what's going on here? No more Star Trek. And, you know, up until Enterprise ended, I mean, Star Trek was on the air for like 20 years straight, basically, give or take a year. So we we were it was like, what? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. You know, you the next year or whatever, and you know, it's like, oh, there's no Star Trek to watch. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, so right. that that was hard, but you know, and now maybe next May, June, whenever they finally do it, even though they keep having these articles that come out that don't sound all that interesting or well scary, maybe. But but um, so what what else did you want to say about this? Any anything else? Did we cover all? Well, I think we talked we about really, all. The, we didn't talk about truck. Uh, Tucker trip. Oh much, yeah, you just but, yeah, we did a little earlier with this with the stuff with the Paul, but yeah. But, um, Other but, than that, though, I really enjoyed his character because it's like the one of the first times you ever hear a Southern voice in Star Trek, other than Bones. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. You being from the South, so so how did that go over? Was it was it? No, I, I, I liked him. He was familiar, you know, and yeah. and he sounded. You know, and it's kind of a trope, I guess, now. Anytime there's a military guy or he's either got a really deep voice or he's got a southern accent, especially if he's a pilot, you know, I guess. Like, it, the right stuff style of astronaut always had a southern accent. And I and I think it also kind of, it not only, I mean, it kind of tied into the astronauts, you know. Sure. That that yeah. very, um, because, you know, Houston and all that stuff, but it... it, it I don't know. I liked his character. I thought he was optimistic and um Yeah, I liked him a lot too. He was one, just, one of my favorites and uh He's one of my favorite characters, yeah. And I didn't like how it ended with him. It bothered me. Oh yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> so, what you're talking about. So well well read a few Enterprise novels. And, I did, and, I and, did. I and, read the one and you that followed it. That and, that that'll help a little, but uh Yeah. 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 I know. So and and I liked it kind of liked the way it played out with T'Pol and the captain too, even though I don't like what happened to him either. <laughs> you know, but it was sweet the way that the two of them kind of ended up. But I hate yeah. to think that she threw away her whole life to do that. But yeah, well, I you know I think they, I, yeah, I it's hard to say, but they there was you know they they definitely bonded throughout the show, like you said earlier, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And had had a good, um, you know, friendship, relationship, and so forth. And, you know, like that one episode where she took care of him, you know, that whole weird... Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was that called? Yeah, that's what I was talking about, where he had some sort of, like, he couldn't remember anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes. And, um, yeah, they had a lot of interesting episodes like that. And uh, mm-hmm. But, no, a good show. I mean, you know, it's 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 nice now that if, um, you know, the people, if you didn't watch it when it was airing or you didn't watch all of it, you know, it's obviously, you know, all of these, you know, shows are all available to be watched um, at your leisure, as they say now. And it's kind of nice. Uh, not like the old days when if you missed it, oh, you're never going to see it again. Or, right, or yeah. you have to wait forever and maybe buy a, a set of, you know, 
DVDs or whatever like that. Now you can just tap Netflix or, or whatever and, and watch them. So, uh, yeah, no, it's you know, a good show. One of my favorite episodes is Carbon Creek. <laughs> the uh, where they they're um, they're back on early Earth, right? Or you know, nineteen fifty ish, I think. And uh huh. Yeah. And Paul is telling a story because they have you know Captain's dinner between right. She's talking about and, yeah. She's and they ask her to tell them a, they ask her to tell them a story. So she yeah. tells about how. Yes, her grandmother had a first contact with humans. Yeah, before way way before uh, Zephram Cochran's first contract contact. They don't yes. believe her, but in the end, there's a really good scene that yes. kind of confirms everything that she says. Yeah. So I yeah. liked that. I, I I enjoyed that. I I liked the the episode where the Ferengi came on board and ambushed the Enterprise. And I know everyone hates it because it ruins <laughs> canon, and you know. Yeah, well, there's a little Ferengi, there's a little Borg they slip in, you know. They, they, they like they, to step on the cannon on, because they did that with the, the Mirror Mirror it, episode, too. And yeah, they do it delicately enough that I'm okay with it. I mean, I mean it's it's like, it, it they, they definitely are not, to me, going too far, right? I mean, if they did a lot of episodes like right, these things, yeah, but if they just have a quick little, well, I always say this, or this is the way I think about it, um, I, I, I mean... Are you really sure with all of history that such and such never happened? Do you know what I mean? Like, in, in, in other words, it, as long as it's not some major, major event, right? Like, um, like I'm watching this show called Timeless, which is this time travel show on uh, NBC this year. Mm-hmm. So most of the things that they've gone back in time to have been these big, big events, right? Like in history. Abraham Lincoln's assassination and and the Hindenburg and a lot of but but not everything that happens every day every week or whatever is like that right so my yeah. point is is like you know it's like oh well we never met the Frankie I'm like well die, you know or whatever but little things you know that that don't amount to like if like if something you know, like if the Borg had come and like wiped out half of the earth like before Picard meets them. Okay, they, they've messed with things too far, right, at that point. But, oh, we find this little wreckage, and it's maybe the, there's a Borg here, and blah, blah, blah. Little stuff like that, I kind of, like, you know, get stuck in a in a memory bank on a computer, and, and no one thinks about it again, right? You mm-hmm. know, until something big, big. So I, I, I'm good with that, as long as it's not overdone. And I don't think they've yeah. ever really gone too far. No, it. at I, least in my opinion, everybody can have their own the o- viewpoint. But the only one that pushed it is the Borg one to me, and I, I, I think it's kind of hard to hide that they've been there. <laughs> if yeah. they crashed on the plane, they took over a bunch of people in a base. I mean, that's kind of hard to hide. But a, a chance meeting with a Ferengi who takes over your ship and you don't know very much about them because everyone was unconscious and tied up—that's a different kind of a story. It's a yeah, fun. It gives. Let's sure. have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> the Porthos, poor Porthos. I know. <laughs> Leave <laughs> the dog alone. The dog has always been one of the fun parts about the show. Too. Oh, I love like the... that episode where he pees on the tree and. <laughs> I love um, that the fact Archer that has to the captain homage. has a dog, his dog yeah. on the ship. I, I think that's great. <laughs> I just think it's great. Yeah, he's yeah. always causing problems. Well, um, yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. I, I we probably can wrap wrap it up a bit. The um the the podcast at least the. Yeah, I've um, I've loved this show a lot. I mean, I, I watched it when it aired. I was sad it was it was canceled, and uh, 
I, I, I think I, I enjoy some of these characters even more than some of the other characters on other shows. I mean, I don't like to compare too much, but I, I, I hope someday, you know, a lot of this cast, this cast, you know, was the most recent show. They're all, on, you know, still with us, thank goodness, and, and, and so forth. And they're all pretty young still. So, I mean, like, I, w- I would love them to be able to use them in some way, perhaps even on this next Star Trek show. I mean, that that's a fair possibility just because they're they're going also in the, you know, they're not too far removed from the time frame, right? Right. So the new show is going to be a little before the original series and, 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 you know, Enterprise was like roughly 100 years or so before TOS. So, I mean, even possibly T'Pol could still be around or whatever. It would be a little hard for Jolene to play her though because she's, she's, I mean, they all have gotten older. So it's hard to play characters that are are ageless or you know as long well you could you know it it depends on what they do data or brent spiner has playing data you know there's always the good old time travel you know yes uh, yes there's always that i would love to see them back yeah yeah i think they're it's possible or or uh, you know an ancestor of them or something like that but um but yeah, uh, I think this was good. I, I enjoyed talking about it again with you, and uh, we'll just uh, we'll just leave it there. And uh, I hope everyone, if you've never really watched Enterprise or you haven't watched it all, you know, go back and give it a look. And uh, it, it's it's got a lot of fun shows. You know, we didn't talk about a lot of detail, but uh, I've I've covered a lot of episodes throughout the years for the regular podcast anyway. So I, there's no point in going in high detail on these episodes. But there's uh, yeah, good stuff and. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it out with the song, right? No, no, no. my goodness. <laughs> it's been a long time. All right, there we go. That's good. That, that, that's just the way <laughs> the to leave end. it. The end. The end. Well, thanks, Jen. Hang on the line. And, uh, okay. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks, Jen. Go, uh, go listen to the Anomaly podcast. You guys should listen to that as well. If you don't, uh, I know there's a lot that do, but, um, check them out. So thanks, Jen. I appreciate another Another uh, joint show here on, on Enterprise. We'll have to do it again. We're, uh, we're tossing around a few ideas on, on some uh, sci-fi topics, uh, Continuum, right? What else were we talking yeah, about? Yeah, Alias. Oh, Alias. Yeah, Alias. Yeah. There, you know, there <laughs> needs to be another good spy show on, on yeah. television. Man, that, that, that's too bad. So uh, everything's – I mean, I do like comic books, but – you know, there's, there's like a lot of those shows. We could get one spy show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near And I will see my dream Come alive at last I will touch the sky And they're not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna change my mind Cause I've got faith of the heart I'm going where my heart will take me I've got faith to believe I can
This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.